Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. No credit is better than bad credit. That means if you don't have a credit score, we can use alternative credit that's not listed on your credit report. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Every week, there are three stories that fall under the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I used to ride a horse to school. Get learned with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, thanks for being uh, here. Episode 33, the good, bad, and the ugly. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio, all sponsored by Stockton Mortgage. Did you know? When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, Stockton Mortgage, Stockton Mortgage, uh, you'll automatically be entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. That means one prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It just sounds so. It's like when you grab a word and you just say it a certain way, it just feels good. Stockton. Brandon said Stockton. 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 Isn't it neat? Stockton. Stockton. Just feel it back here in the. Anyway. Uh, one prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500. Wow. Per month in 2023. Get a hold of Dave Flashner, The Flash, with Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. No, Stockton Mortgage did not give him the nickname. I did. So. Or he did not give it to himself. I promise you that. All right. <laughs> I don't even know if he likes it or not, but I do. Uh, there's Nader Tater Vader's in Mexico. Hola. 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 Como estas? Como estas? Como estas? Bien, bien. Subtitles. Brandon Thrasher in the Zelensky oh, Studios there in Noonan, Georgia. Noonan, Georgia. It's going to be one of those episodes where I say words like this. Noonan. Stockton. I don't know why. How are you, Brandon? Doing pretty good. How about you? Good. I like the, the addition to the Zelensky Studios with the Gatorade bottle. Oh, in the corner, you can see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at yeah. you. And the Steve Irwin throwback hat. Catch <laughs> <laughs> any King Crocs down there? <laughs> yeah, knowing damn well he's got nothing under that fucking bathrobe, lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how you do it. Like, I really don't. I mean, it's great that it works for you. My wife does the same thing. Like, she gets out of bed. She puts on a robe. She putzes around the house. She'll have a thing of coffee. She'll get on her phone, and she enjoys herself, you know, until it's time to, to get functional. My daughter does, the eh, for the most part, the same thing. I have to, as soon as I get out of bed, I got to, I, like, in the next 10 minutes, I'm ready for my day. I don't want to come back up to the bedroom. Because if I do, I'm probably going to get back in the bed. You know, I get my, my, my clothes on for the day. I brush my teeth, get my deodorant. I do my do, uh, put my sneakers on, and I'm ready to rock and roll high school. I don't know how you people bathrobe it for hours until you decide to get ready. Just never did. I, even as a kid, I never did that. I don't know. It's just kind of like comfy. It's like you're being wrapped in a blanket while you're doing work. And it's just like, oh, it feels good. It's like you're partly uh, asleep still. But that's the problem. It, it, you just proved my what I'm saying is that you're, you're not, your body's not adapting to this is, this is, this is go time. This is work mode. This is, this is energy crisis. This is, you know, your, your body's going, I'm still kind of sleepy. I'm still kind of in my bed. <laughs> Tiger snores. Yeah, Brandon, you got to get some, uh, some adult clothes, like, uh, cut off t-shirts and, and hoodies and stuff so you can so you can be awake. I'm I'm not wearing the cutoff shirt right now. I'm wearing the best of the best Gavin Rossdale Bush t-shirt. <laughs> it's a great shirt. But when I do wear my sleeveless shirts, in which they are very nice sleeveless shirts, by the way, I could go out to a fine dining restaurant like a Longhorn with my with my sleeveless shirts. I'm probably going to the gym after we record. You know, and by the way, my attire, my workout attire, my sleeve. That's the in-business attire now, you know, the yoga, not yeah. wear yoga pants or anything, but yoga pants and all that other stuff. So, you know, don't make yeah, I can't, I can't do a robe because, uh, especially walking around the house and, you know, it starts rubbing and you get a boner and then you're walking around with this, <laughs> you know, this, this doorknob sticking out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even keep it in, right? <laughs> like sticks no, yeah. It's just like, here I am. <laughs> and, the, and the robes pockets are so deep that you'll lose shit at them. <laughs> like if you don't wear a robe often. You'll go back and be like, fuck, that's where I put my license. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And why do you have pockets? Like you doing your taxes in bed? What, what's going on? R Rachel for, I think it was Christmas bought me this amazing, oversized hoodie and when i say oversized hoodie it goes down to the floor it's like a robe but it fits like a hoodie and and, and, and like this is like a thing now like they, they sell these you know full-size wearing blankets and you know the the wearing hoodie you know what i'm talking about does, does lexus have any of this stuff yeah like a snuggie it's like a snuggie but you're not cocooned into it right it's just literally it's a fucking oversized hoodie it's amazing and you put it on and it's got no hood and but it's also baggy i mean you could put put like five people in it it is the most i wore it my entire COVID run uh it was the best i it was the most it, you know sometimes i get a little naked underneath and just slide my butt on the on the fuzzies and it was great it was fantastic highly suggest people get these <laughs> All right, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What's it all about? Well, for those that are new to the episode, we take three news stories from the past week or so, that, and we put them under the categories of good, bad, and the ugly, and discuss. Very simple stuff. Kind of a newsy episode for the podcast. Uh, it gets uh, allows me to, to to talk about this kind of thing. Uh, so, good, bad, the ugly. Let's start out with some good. The good. The good, uh, maybe a little bit overshadowed, but still good, 
as the current administration, more in particular uh, Joe Biden, the prez, signs as the news is calling it a landmark gun safety measure. Lives will be saved, he said. And this happened uh, just about a week ago, you know, and this will, by the way, go coincide with the, the, uh, the story that goes into the ugly category. Um, but it was a bipartisan compromise. So that means that after the shooting in Texas, uh, Congress was able to quickly act, which is crazy because we've seen mass shootings time and time again, and there's been zero action uh, from uh, our elected officials. But in this case, because of the massacre of 19 students and two teachers at that elementary school, uh, they were able to have this bipartisan compromise, which means that those on the right that oppose any gun changes Uh, any changes in the gun laws, I should say, just based off of what people are telling them in their ear, not necessarily what their fatherly instincts are telling them or their human instincts are telling them. It's these, you know, party loyalists that are like, can't do that, you know, and then there's a lot of fluff that goes into it. Um, They sign this into effect. The bill would make local juvenile records of people age 18 to 20 available during required federal background checks when they attempt to buy guns. Those examinations currently limited to three days would last up to a maximum of 10 days to give federal and local officials time to search records. Also, people convicted of domestic abuse who are current or former romantic partners of the victim will be prohibited from acquiring firearms, closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. There will be money to help states enforce red flag laws, The measure expands the use of background checks by rewriting the definition of the federally licensed gun dealers required to conduct them. Penalties for gun trafficking are strengthened. Billions of dollars are provided for behavioral health clinics and school mental health programs. And there's money for school safety initiatives, though not for personal to use as, quote unquote, a dangerous weapon. So the the overall theme to this is good. We're going in the right direction. Right. There's something that has been done. These people have acted uh, and it's been in a bipartisan way, which is how it should be. You know, stop thinking what your party thinks you should do or the backers of your party, the lobbyists of your party, the money pushers of your party, left and right. Think think as a human fucking being and think as a parent. Right. What needs to be done? Again, my stance on the gun stuff is I'm very much pro firearm. But I'm pro-responsible firearm. I'm also pro-common sense. And I think that things need to change because it embarrasses those of us that are responsible firearm uh, owners. They didn't ban assault rifles. Um, they did not take away anyone's guns. They're not, they're, not, they're not knocking down doors and taking guns, which everybody thinks is going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's just you got to tighten this shit up for the wackos out there. And everybody should be on the same page on this. But it was overshadowed by another story, which we'll get here in a couple seconds, uh, in a couple minutes. So this is good news, though, right? In a step in the right direction, Nate? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's something we can mainly all agree on because it was bipartisan. But, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, you know, I think the measures will help. And I think in the past, a lot of people have been like, oh, well, if you do this, you know, it's not going to stop them all. So let's not do anything. So at least we're doing something and hopefully it'll it'll make a little bit of difference 
and, uh, you know, save some lives. But don't you find it just strange that this can happen so quickly and almost under the radar? This this was a very under radar, overshadowed story. And I think it was done on purpose. Uh, Again, my conspiracy I'll get to here in a minute. But I think it was just weird that it wasn't. I mean, that shooting when that took place. For the next five days, and that's just how we work in this country, you know, we, we're, we're crazy for five days, we mourn, and then the sixth day we just forget about everything and we go about our lives. But it was, it was things need to change, things need to happen, things need to change, things need to happen. And then things do change, they tweak, right? They, 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 they adjust, they're, they're getting better, and it's, it's then just not talked about. Like, if I'm on the right... I'm bragging that I was part of this bipartisan deal. You know, look, people, you have to reelect me at some point. You have to put me back into my chair. I was a part of this. Brag about it. People on the left, I designed it. This was my brainchild. I'm glad we're getting places. I, you know, and even better, take it a step further. Somebody on one side of the aisle say, if it weren't for that guy over there, we wouldn't have gotten this done. I want to thank you for helping us get this new uh, gun safety measure put into place. These measures put in, you know, what's wrong with that? It just builds camaraderie. It's like, hey, we appreciate you as much as we hope that you appreciate us pretty much. But we don't do that. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other things going on. So uh, it it's sad that it got overshadowed. I mean, but you say on the right, like they should be bragging about it. Although it's not everyone, the the majority of the people that that were any against any kind of control were on that side. So maybe they they don't want it known because they maybe they want to do the right thing, but not upset certain constituents or something like that. Yeah, I mean the it, it was a mo- it was a two thirty four one ninety three vote. So I mean they're they're. they're you know, the Senate approved it by a bipartisan of 65 to 33, that margin, um, with 15 Republicans joining all Democrats and supporting the package. So they were able to, you know, we're we're seeing people from, which is good, because uh, I can't stand having parties. I, I re, if that's one thing I wish our country would change, uh, either add parties or dissolve the parties. I, I can't stand it because what they do is they're like gangs. You know, we, we preach all the time about how we want to not have segregation in this country and how you're supposed to treat everybody the same and this and that. But we're, we're founded and based and live by two parties. Like, literally, you're either wearing a blue do-rag or a red do-rag. It's not much different than the Bloods and the Crips. And if you don't abide by the rules of your party, you might die. I mean, literally, you might die. It's It's that bad. Uh, so it's ridiculous, the hypocrisy that is preached in society, but yet what, what our, what our constitution is based off of, you know, it's based off of fucking two gangs that that are supposed to hate each other because they are forced to believe in something, even though deep, there's no way you can tell me that every single person on the right believes with every value or every ideal that you're supposed to have on the right. And the same goes on the left. You know, there's no way you see these over-the-top liberal extremists that are going, fuck yeah, man, everything, blah, blah, blah. There's no way you believe all that. It's just impossible. But you do it because it's like your job. You're an actor or an actress. 
and it drives me insane versus ruling with common sense. I don't even think common sense is mentioned in our constitution, which is bullshit. <laughs> like that, that should be one of, one of our bill of rights. You know, the first, the first 10 amendments in the constitution should be, uh, you have the right to common sense law. That's what it should say. I don't know if it says it or not or something like, I know it doesn't say common sense, but it should have a common sense law, which just fucking makes sense. If it's hot, don't touch it. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's cold, put a jacket on. If it's raining, use an umbrella. The problem with that is if if you watch the news any day in the in the U.S., there's a there's not a lot of common sense going on. There's there's a lot of weird stories and, and things happening in the news, and you're like, I think that would be common sense, but I don't know if everybody has that. But but common sense, people would argue, is subjective, just like yeah. our constitution and our inalienable uh, our inalienable rights are subjective. There's nothing. There are things that are not nothing, but there's things that are not black and black and white. Um, again, get all that to you in a second. So that was the good. We have some kind of gun measures. It doesn't affect Brandon. You as a gun guy does not affect you at all. You are a responsible gun owner. Uh, this is what I was saying all along. Things like this are good. This is for the irresponsible gun owner. The whack job. It might help. It might help stop the next shooting. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah, I'm glad they're putting the money towards the school safety because that was one of my ideas. Maybe they like heard me on Google or something like that. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, you know, put some money in the schools for well, safety for uh, guards and metal detectors. Oh, are you talking? Okay, well, let me find that uh, part of the story because I think it did mention your name. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're safe. Just don't be your girlfriend either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here it is. Penalties for gun trafficking are strengthened. Billions of dollars are provided for behavioral health clinics and school mental health programs. Thanks to Brennan Thrasher in Newton, Georgia. I, I admit we did a lot of work. Yeah. We did a lot of hard work to get there. And there's money to uh, money for school safety initiatives. Again, thanks to Brandon B Man Thrasher. That's that's in the article, right? That's what. Yeah, that's got to keep the kids safe. <laughs> if it weren't for you, we weren't be where we're at today. So thank you. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. In the market to build a mountain home or cabin in western North Carolina, Mac Development Group. These are the people that you need to call. These are the people you need to talk to. MacDevelopment.com is the website currently booking for full-time builds, and they're looking for you to get on the schedule today, providing a premium product in the Western Carolina market, and they are the premium builder in the area. Putting everything together in this amazing 3D software, the process is easy, and it's a one-stop shop with Mac Development Group. MacDevelopment.com. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy 
Nuberty's Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance. But they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Nuberty's Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. All right, uh, that's the good. Let's hear some bad. The bad. Bodybuilder scam foiled by posts on social media. This New York guy pled guilty to a $200,000 scam. So back in 2013... While he was working as an electrician, this dude, Anthony Ragusa, he fell on the job. You know, we've seen and heard these things a million times. So from 2015 to 2020, he was able to rake in more than $200,000 in disability benefits after claiming the injuries um, suffered in the fall left him unable to work of any kind. This happens all the time. Uh, who were the lawyers that we used to have on the radio show? Uh, Stottlemyre and Associates, right? Mm-hmm. This is the workers. Aaron Rebecca. Yeah, this is the workers comp stuff. So his benefits application claimed that he could not sit for more than 30 minutes, walk for more than 15, or even bend over. Prosecutors said those same years, this guy, this Long Island guy, now 52, was not only working, but he was working to become a bodybuilder. (laughs) So he's pled guilty to second-degree larceny in this case. (laughs) They showed all this shit from social... This guy was on social media talking about his journey to becoming a bodybuilder. You know, it's like, look at me. I once looked like this, but now I look like this. I'm the man. Dumbass, you're collecting money for disability. You can't go on social media and be clinking and clanging around weights when you're supposed to be disabled, you dumb fuck. Uh, So uh, the posts were later deleted. Uh, Ragusa will be on probation for five years, and he's got to repay the $200,000 in restitution to the Social Security Administration. So anybody that's collecting Social Security, if you're wondering why you're short for the next couple of years, it's because of fucking Ragusa. Um, his illegal and shameful actions are an insult to those who actually live with disabilities. And I'll always take action to bring fraudsters like Ragusa to justice on behalf of the people. New York's attorney general said in a statement, that's bad, right? (laughs) You can't do that. And your life sucks even more. Now you might have uh, ripped abs, but you're now $200,000 shy because you couldn't stay off social media. You dummy, 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 dummy. At least change your name or, you know, make a different account under some other handle or something. You, you think they're not going to come looking for you? And this guy is like the most, like, generic Italian guy I've ever heard. He's from New York. 
he uh he's a bodybuilder and his name is anthony ragusa like he's literally named after spaghetti sauce super i, I can just picture this guy so th- those uh those insurance companies when they hire private investigators you know when you're when you're trying to collect disability they don't play. They, they, I mean, uh-huh. it's, I've known numerous people that have been in that situation. And I've known a couple of private investigators that have been or work or, or, or have or own retainer for insurance companies just to follow these people. And I think most of the time they get caught before it even starts. Cause a lot of people, you know, they look at it's free money and you kind of justify it. Somehow you brainwash, you mind fuck yourself to go, look, it was, I was in a car accident. It wasn't my fault. I I really think that my back hurts. I mean, it doesn't really show, but I think that my back hurts. Um, I should probably get a couple hundred thousand dollars for that, I would think, right? Uh, I'll just stay off my feet for a week or so, you know? Uh, it's not a big deal. I, of course I can go to the beach. You know, there's nothing wrong with the beach. I'm laying on the beach. I'm relaxing on the beach. It's not like I'm surfing. I'm not going to go surfing. I'm just going to be on the beach. I might fly. I might play. I can't play volleyball. My back, you know, so you start kind of brainwashing and justify what you can and can't do. These motherfuckers are are watching you like a hawk. You don't even know they're there. They're camped out right in front of your house, behind your house, in the bushes. Um, My best friend's mother, one of my best friend's mother, back in the day day when she was a teacher, she was on a field trip with her students and she was walking out of an elevator at a hotel and the elevator did not go all the way down. I think I'm getting the story correct. And so she, she falls, she, she stepped out, she fell and she, she landed funny and jacked up her back. And it, I mean, she really messed herself up. Her case did not get, was not concluded until 10 years later, 10 years. Damn. So, yeah. So she, I don't think she even, she ever went back to work because I mean she legit was in a lot of pain, but she would see these people following her all the time, uh, and then she finally got a settlement. But it wasn't for ten years. They they don't settle a lot of these things overnight. It, it takes a minute for it to happen. Your disability you can follow right away because you're doing that with the state. But in order to collect that big fat paycheck, that takes a minute because you got to prove that. And I was like, all right, let's let's give you a couple months. Let's see how you're working. Let's see what you're doing. Let's see, we're going to keep an eye on you, you know. Um, but for those that fake this kind of stuff, that's an acting job and a half, man. You have to LTG. You have to live the gimmick without a doubt. If not, you just get busted, right? I mean, they'll catch you. Yeah, I've seen stories where it's yeah, like somebody that's actually is hurt. They're not faking it, and they'll they'll even follow them after they get the settlement for like years just to like make sure because the you know the insurance companies are not in the business of giving up their money easily. So yeah, they definitely have these guys that will follow them around forever. Well, my mother in law, she was in bad health before that accident just a couple months ago, and she uh, she just had her entire back like reconstructed. She's got all kinds of metal in her, and I've seen the pictures. It's, it's horrible. And she's been doing PT every day since. And then she goes, she's able, then she gets to the point where she can drive. So she was driving. And then she's a, a block, not even a mile. She's like a block or two away from her house. And she gets just rammed by this old guy. Just, te- I mean, not, te- I mean, just, just runs right into her. He runs a stop sign. It was not her fault. It was his fault. Uh, that's, that's, that's fact. Everybody knows this, the, the, the guy that hit her, an older gentleman, sad to say, uh, 
the accident did him in. He he passed away at the hospital, um, but he's got insurance. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. But after <laughs> after the accident, she was she 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 was like, I can't believe this. She's like, you know, now my like you would you you're almost kind of going well. Wow, it fixed my back. I got hit. You know, it's like when you get struck by lightning again. It's like, oh, I got my powers back or something like that. Like now, 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 now. No. She's like, oh, I'm in even more pain now. Um, so she'll probably collect. I'm sure on that. Definitely collecting for the car because the car has been totaled. Unfortunately, the car wasn't worth shit. You know, so I don't know where she's going to go buy a new vehicle for five, six, seven thousand dollars. But <laughs> that's all she was worried about. It's like. Is my car going to be okay? They're going to fix my car. It's a 2002 Eagle Talon. You're fine. <laughs> I don't even know if it was that, but it was something. Like, we ordered some new Talons. It'll be fine. It was It was like some obscure car. Oh, no, it was actually, no, it was a Subaru. It was an old Subaru. And uh, my father-in-law, her husband, you know, he, he's a car guy. So he, he you know, makes sure all these cars, Ugh. Y'all need new spark plugs. You know, car's working fine. 300,000 miles on it. You know, what's going he's one of those guys, you know. <laughs> Just fuck, put some new tires on it. That's all you need to put some new tires on it. Just, just a little soap and water. Just rub it on. It's fine. Just run fine. 500,000 miles. It's fine. Car's in good shape. That's a beast. It's a good car. Good car. Good car. Good, good, good bones under the hood. Good bones. It's got good bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know those car guys? Are, good, good bones. Yeah. It's, it's, in a little, it's in a little spark plug action. That's all you need. A little spark plug action, a little windshield wiper fluid, and you'll be fine. Just get out there on the road. 600,000 miles. That's a beaut right there. Get 600,000 miles on a car. That car's going to be with you for a long time. <laughs> it's like, no thanks. I'll take one every two years with my lease. I appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, anyway. So, that guy, that's a bad story, right? Anybody, Brandon, you, you, you never do that, right? You never cheat the insurance companies in order to collect a check? No, see, I think it's just too much work. Like I said, you got to, you know, live a, live a lie unless you really are hurt. I know there's this guy in Kentucky that he acts like he's homeless and mentally disabled, and he used to be like a voice actor or something, and he rakes in like 100000 a year just from off the street. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the, the, the golden voice guy? Uh, I don't think. Is he in Kentucky and he lives in a wheelchair? Uh, I don't know. There was years ago... There was a story of a homeless guy that uh, somebody found and then a radio station got a hold of because he had this amazing voice, like VO voice, announcer voice. Hello. Hi. How are you? It was just and it just didn't look like it was coming out of his mouth. And the radio station got a hold of him and gave him a job as their new voice guy, which was, by the way, and I forget which radio stations was. Absolutely brilliant bit. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And so now the guy's got a job, and he's the voice of the radio station. They've got tons of publicity. They went viral before viral was viral. And I think he ended up back on the streets. Um, but he, they, they called him the homeless guy with the, the golden voice or something like that. Yeah, the man with the golden voice. Yeah, it was Ted Williams. He, uh, he, I believe he was in California and he could walk. So I don't think it's the same guy. Um, but yeah, that guy was he was he was a DJ when he was younger. So it wasn't like he just developed this voice. He used to be a DJ in the eighties. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, he worked for WVKO in Columbus, Ohio. So does that tell you about the radio business? Really takes care of its own, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> homeless back to homeless. <laughs> yeah, homeless. Like he worked all those years doing overnights and sc- scraping and scr- uh, scratching his way to the top, only to find himself a part of a radio bit that lasted for maybe a year or two. Tops. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Brandon. He's you know back in the bunker. After his radio stint. <laughs> ah, he's still young. He's got plenty of time. You'll be fine. Yeah, they're going to find you on the streets in California. <laughs> the man with the golden mullet. <laughs> the, the man with the black robe. <laughs> the man with the dirty trousers. <laughs> Used to be in the radio business, and now he just sucks on his plastic cock and wears dirty trousers. Let's do something with this guy and go viral, shall we? <laughs> uh, that's his vape, by the way. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Because of you two percenters, Rockland Contracting is booked this year. So make your appointment for next year today. Specializing in deck design and build, basement remodel, new HVAC installation, interior, exterior painting. You need David Hawks and Rockland Contracting. Get a hold of them. 678-879-3867. And make your appointment for next year. Plus, if you've got any deck designed experience and or framing experience starting out at $20 an hour, I need your help. Rockland Contracting, LLC.com. 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel, Create Graphics, is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net, C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962, 770-369-9962. You want to know when the best time to upgrade your house? Always, always a good idea. It's great for your property value, especially if you're in the business of trying to sell it right now. And definitely the kitchen and definitely the bath. UCI Kitchen and Bath, that's where you need to be. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator plus installer for the past 20 years. Extremely fair prices, quality of work, excellent service, uh, sets them apart from their competitors in their industry, which is a busy, busy industry. So if you want to visit the showroom located in Norcross, Georgia, right there, you can see their cabinets, you can see the granite, you can see the countertops, you can see the quartz, you can see the marble, you can see the quartzite, and you can watch them cut it there too. It's a one-stop shop as UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides the installation on whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular priced countertops. So, save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular priced countertops. UCIGranite.com Son of a bitch! I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to the Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. All right, so we got some good, we got some bad, and here's the ugly. I think you can guess what it is. And the ugly. All right, so this is what everybody's arguing about. They're going to be arguing about this for for quite some time. Uh, This is the uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade after 50 years. So uh, what does it mean? 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know what it, I'm not stupid. I, I know what it means, but what does it mean? That's what I'm saying. You know, why after 50 years was this done? That's the first question you have to ask, right? It, it just came out of nowhere that I know of. I, I, I don't, I haven't heard of stories of, you know, every day there's somebody working to overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. I just, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I thought it was odd that it came at the same time as Biden signing the gun safety measures. I just thought it was really, really weird because I can tell you, and this is fact because I was told by a politician years ago that was on the floor, part of these decisions representing a state and they are backdoor deals. They are, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. I know this is what you're trying to do. We'll do this. You do that. Now, I know this is all from the Supreme Court, unlike the gun safety measure, two totally different things. Um, and you look at how the Supreme Court is, is, is constructed. You have that conservative factor on there. You even can go and say you have that Catholic factor on there. And if you're going to go the religion side of stuff, Catholics, I was raised Catholic, Catholics, Catholics believe that life is as from day one and it ends when you die. There is no, you know, after seven weeks or a heartbeat or fetus to, or embryo to fetus, you know, that there's none of that stuff, none of the science stuff. It's all God, right? You get pregnant. That is God's will. And that's where it is. I don't know how many, I mean, I guess the purest, the Catholic purest, but just like anything else, it evolves to where people kind of have a tendency to think differently, but still want to, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning, how I, I, it drives me nuts that people in parties have to force themselves to believe things they don't want to naturally believe because they're in a party. That's why I'm a not, I'm a non-party guy. Uh, religion the same way. Growing up in a very conservative household, a Catholic conservative household, it made me rebel and not want to believe everything that was force-fed down my throat. And I remember the day that I said it out loud for the first time. I remember where I was at. I remember where my mother was at. And when I told her, I just don't, these are my exact words, I just don't take the Bible literally. And she fucking lost her shit. <laughs> you know, I was in high school. You know, I was going to a Catholic high school and I was taking religion classes, which was, by the way, my favorite class. But the way that it was taught, my teacher, Mr. Venucci, it was interesting. He taught it like history. Um, just kind of like how Joel Osteen is a motivational speaker and he's a Baptist preacher but when he does his motivational speaking it's not really so much based off of god uh it's god's more of a secondary to the motivation that's clever right because people don't want stuff like that force fed down their throats and i just told her i said i i just i've learned by going to catholic high school not to take the bible literally i was like i just don't believe the bush was burning i don't believe the water turned into wine you know i just like just don't believe it what are you talking about? Mom, by the way, I just saw aliens. No, you didn't. You're fucking crazy. Okay, I'm crazy. 
But yet I'm supposed to believe everything in this book that has happened. These are stories that were written a gazillion years ago that are being interpreted by a mindset from a gazillion years ago, right? You're seeing shit in the sky. What is it? Is it really a dragon? Hmm, where did they go? You know, so that's why I don't take it literally. Do I believe that it happened? Yes, to an extent. But do I believe everything the Catholic religion preaches? Literally, no, absolutely not. Um, so this is obviously, well, in my opinion, it, it's, it's going backwards. It's, it's very bad for women in situations that need to have an abortion. Uh, I will say this though, to be completely transparent, I am not for abortions. Um, I'm not anti-abortions. I'm just not for abortions for just everyone. Do I think women should be forced into a situation like where we're headed? No, absolutely not. I do believe it's your choice. Um, but I think going back to the gun stuff, we're in a similar situation where some women have fucked it up for the rest of the women, you know, where they're getting abortions because they're like, you know what? I had sex and just don't want the kid and just fuck it. I'm going to have an abortion versus the women that were raped or there's a health issue or so on and so forth that need it for medical reasons to live, uh, which is the best for the situation. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of different variables going here and there. Obviously I'm not pro, uh, uh, I'm not for abortions because I was almost aborted from what I was told. So it's personal for me. And, uh, I think that given a chance to any kid that you never know what you're going to get, you know, high risk, high reward. So that's just personally where I stand, but that doesn't mean I want to take away women's rights. Um, and that's, that's, that's the, that's the struggle that you have right now. And when it comes to the Supreme court, they're looking at it from a constitutional standpoint, right? That's their argument that there's nowhere in our constitution, uh, in our first 10 amendments, the bill of rights that say women have, it doesn't even say anything about women, by the way, it just says all men are created equal women, uh, Women um, doesn't say women have the constitutional right to an abortion. The argument that was made, R.V. Wade, and continue will be continuously will be made, in which I think it's a good argument, is define inalienable rights. You know, we all have our right to uh, 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 um, uh, liberty, uh, life, li life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So, what are our inalienable rights? That's that's what you like. You tell me, um, you know, the, the, there are rights that are uh, enumerated that you, you just can't define. And our forefathers put that in there. Like the Ninth Amendment says other rights enumerated, meaning that it's leaving it up to interpretation. What, those are things that they, they didn't think of. That's why they put, the, that's why the Ninth Amendment is there. So how do you interpret that? That's all depending on who's in power. Right. So you have to think of it that way. Do I think that abortions will be banned nationwide? I don't know. This is going to be one of those things where it's going to have state versus state. You know, it's, it's going to get ugly. Right. And people are going to have to travel and businesses are going to take sides. But it just comes at a weird time. I think it's just a very weird time to do this. We've got the war going on over uh, in Ukraine with Russia. We've got inflations. We're on the verge of a recession. Uh, prices are skyrocketing. Shipping costs are crazy. You can't find a lot of things in stores in our country. 
there's a racial divide. Mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you throw this on top of it. I just find it very, very odd that this happened. I don't think I'm too off on it being an odd time to pull the trigger on this, am I? Uh, maybe a little, just because we don't really pay attention to what the Supreme Court's doing. The reason this is all happening is because of a law in Mississippi from 2018 that this there's one abortion clinic in um, in Mississippi in the entire state and they were fighting because whatever the law was it was like certain number of weeks where you could have an abortion by law and the um, the abortion clinic had presented evidence showing that that there is uh, vi- I don't know it's called it's like vitality or something you know fetal vitality where it, it, it is not able to live outside of the mother at, at a certain number of weeks so they provided evidence to this the the state courts could not provide counter evidence but they upheld the law and so the the abortion clinic I think was worried about um, certain doctors losing their their licenses or whatever so that's why this case has been going through the lower courts and it made it to the supreme court so that that's why this is all going on it's not just random there was a uh, a case that they were hearing and it it caused them to overturn this i believe but 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 ran, not random but the, the, to pull the trigger on this now it's to overturn is unprecedented to overturn a ruling over 50 years old is is really unprecedented it just doesn't happen, yes. right? It's it's very very odd that politically you would do that at this point in time. Maybe you want to do it at some point in time, but now I just don't. It's not good for the country, right? You, even though you feel like you've done the right thing, and there are a large uh, group of people that think that this is the right thing, it's just we look on the outside. We have a tendency to look at things as black and white, like. I don't think you should get abortions. One, it's against my religion. And two, you're killing a baby. That's what I think. All right. Well, here's also how I think. You know, now I'm not talking about me personally for I'm just I'm playing. I'm role playing here. Right. You know, well, I think that it's my uh, as a woman, it's my body. uh, It should be my choice. And I should have the right to do it uh, however and wherever I want. Okay, there you go. That's that's the black and the black and white. But there's a lot of gray in there as far as the situation, the condition, um, you know, until it happens to you, you won't change your mind until you have a personal heartstring being tugged on. It's not going to change your mind. You're just kind of hell bent. I think people that are worried about what's going to happen down the road, you know, there, there are, there are people that are saying that this is setting a precedent for um, a conservative takeover of Things like interracial marriage and uh, gay rights and the things and so on and so forth. I usually will say, pump the brakes. Take it for what it is. Don't jump to conclusions. There's no need to go out and riot. Let's figure this out. Take a breath. Let's be smart about this. That's usually what I'd say. But with something like this, I don't know if they're very far off. Because if you are able to rule what is your inalienable rights, the enumerated rights that our forefathers put in our Constitution. And that's all the Supreme Court is supposed to be doing, basing it off of the Constitution. If you're now uh, determining what those rights are for people because it is not set in stone. Remember when I was talking about the common sense stuff before? This is where the common sense stuff plays in. You have a handful of men and women 
that are making that call of what they deem common sense based off of their party, which that could get really, really hairy. And it's funny because the hypocrisy on that, not funny, but the, the hypocrisy on both sides, right? When women, you know, the, the argument is, is it's my body, my right. Well, we heard that for the last two years with people with the vaccination. Again, I'm pro-vaccination, but I was like, if you don't want to get it, you know, fine, don't get it, you know, see what happens. And hopefully it works out well for you and everybody else. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to defriend you because you decide not to get vaccinated. Uh, but there were people that were like, get vaccinated or I don't want anything. And they're screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering. But they were saying, dude, it's my body. I'm not going to have the government. I don't want government in my life. That is a very right stance, right? A conservative stance. I don't want government in my life. This is the epitome of government in your life. And this is a right move. Not right as in correct, but a conservative move of banning abortions. I mean, that's just fact. We all know that. I'm not picking sides here. I'm just stating the obvious. But you're doing exactly what the right supposedly doesn't want, in which I agree with. I don't want government in my life. Do I think there needs to be structure? There needs to be laws and rules of the land? Absolutely. But I don't want them in my house. That's essentially what this ruling is. Government in your house. Government in your body. You know, just with the vaccination stuff. Like, that's why I was never taking a stance on the highest podium of all saying, dude, you know, government should force it down. The company should force I never, ever said that I agree that I would do it. I just said that I will go along with it because I, I buy into the vaccination, right? I believed in the vaccine. I still do believe in the vaccination. But for people to force you to do it, that's where it gets weird. But it's the hypocrisy. It's like the fucking same exact thing. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the same exact argument. And then the argument of not wanting government in your life with the other side, you're now all for government in your life. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I don't even think, even though it is, you know, classically a, a right issue like that, but I don't even think this is one of the issues or like some of the response that I've seen on social media, at least. I think people across the board, left or right, a, a majority of them are are not for this. You know, I'm sure there's some of the very religious zealots that are, are against it or whatnot, but there, there's a lot of people on the right also I see that that do not agree with this um, because I think it's became one of those issues that it does affect people's personal life, whether it is left or right. And they, uh, you know, not. I think maybe that is maybe hopefully is a good thing in the future where I don't know what the future of this issue is, but if people on each side of the, at least the, um, you know, the citizens on each side of the aisle uh, agree on it. Maybe, maybe something can come about of it, but I I don't understand the politicians pushing that. Like they, let's be honest. They they really typically don't care about the issues. They're just doing whatever to get, get um, reelected or whatever. Why? I don't understand why they've been pushing this issue so hard for so long when deep down, they really probably don't care. They have a mistress that got an abortion or whatever, like what the people aren't pushing this that or the majority of the people aren't pushing this that hard. So why have the the um, the politicians been doing it? That's what seems weird to me. Oh, oh, wait till you see what this brings out as far as the dirt. You know damn well when this ruling came down, uh, the the left side of the aisle is going. All right, motherfuckers, we're digging into all your lives and finding how many abort. Even if I find one 
abortion. You're going down in flames. I would be terrified if I had a skeleton yeah. in my closet and I was sitting there going, yes, yes, overturn RV Wade. Yes, yes. Oh, another uh, hypocrisy thing is, so we're rewriting history as we go forward. And I've got no problem with changing things that need to be changed, right? I do have a problem with having uh, a certain, like, having a certain group of people dictate what the meaning of a certain person or a certain time of our history was when there was more to it than that. I'm not a fan of bringing down all the statues. I just am not. You know, um, every single person in our past in this country did horrible things. They just did. That was the time. And I know that sounds like a easy out, but, you know, people 100 years from now are going to look at us and say how stupid we were for the things that we're doing. You can look back early in your life and look at the changes that not only you've made personally, but the country has made because you learn as you're supposed to learn, you're supposed to learn from history as we evolve, right? I don't, we're not great at it, but you're, we're supposed to do that. So I'm not a big fan of tearing down our history, statues and stuff like that. I just, I'm just not. Um, so the argument there is, you know, don't, don't change history or change history for the better. Well, this is changing history. 50 years ago, that's a half a century. That's history, right? So you're changing history. So the people that were the opposite, like the pro statue, are now the opposite going, you can't do that. They're saying the same thing. And that's, it's just we bounce back and forth with hypocrisy of saying what we don't want to saying the opposite of what we were saying a year ago or people are saying. It's crazy. When it, like when it benefits you, it works. But when it doesn't, it's again, the George Carlin, it's my stuff. But when I'm at your house, it's my shit. It's, it's exactly what that is. That's the most brilliant bit. It's so real. He was a fucking visionary. It's my stuff. You know, Oh no, it's now my shit because it's at your house. Oh, I get it. But when your shit is at my house, it's it, when your stuff is at my house, it's your shit, right? That's what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this will end. I do have a, um, I wouldn't do this if I were on the radio because it's bad, but, uh, I do have a conspiracy theory. You want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it was the first thing that popped in my head when the ruling came down is it's a population control thing. Meaning. When you think of population control, you think of decreasing the population. Uh, this would be an increase in population. Um, the world's birth rate is decreasing. You look at the numbers, and it's uh, the global average fertility rates have dropped by half over the last 50 years, from five children per woman in 68 when they were just baby factories, right? They didn't go to work. They were baby factories. That's what you did. Um, to ju and there was a mindset too, uh, especially, you know, religion at the, at the height of religion, definitely, um, well, not just Catholics, but religion in general, is you're procreating. It's more than having a kid. It's more than banging. It's you're procreating. It is your duty to procreate, to put life on this earth. Uh, obviously I don't agree with that because I have no biological children of my own. So <laughs> it dropped from five children per women, per, per woman, excuse me, in 1968, just to two and a half in 2017. That's a big drop off. 
and kids now, you know, again, small sample size, but I look at the, you know, my daughter and her friends as promiscuous as some of them might be because of the access of what they have on the internet. There's a mindset where they don't want kids, right? And they're smart about it uh, for the most part. Like my daughter said, I don't want kids. She's got friends that are like, uh, I'm a lesbian. And that's another thing is the trending. And it is a very trending thing of I, I'm going to be gay. I don't know if I'm gay. I want to be gay. You know, like guys and girls are doing this. The young people are doing this. So I'm not saying they're, they're going to be gay for the rest of their lives. Um, but if they do figure out that they are gay, they obviously are not going to procreate for, you know, I know there's circumstances and you could do things, but for the most part, they're not going to procreate. So the world's population decreasing because of uh, acceptance. And that's a good thing, by the way, for the gay community that they finally can come out and say, hey, I'm gay. You know, and if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. All the power to you. I stand with you 110 percent, but you're not going to procreate. Years ago, 1968, you would stay in the closet, force yourself to procreate. Because that's what society was telling you to do. Not so much anymore. Uh, The kids have agendas. I want to be successful. I don't want to be bogged down. You know, the mindset 1968 was, I can't wait to graduate because I want to have a kid a week later. I want to be a mother. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a mother. That was a title for women back in the day. What do you want to, I want to be a housewife. That's what I want to do. I want to raise kids. Nothing wrong with that, but less, there's a lot less women that have those, those goals out of high school. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a few of them that are like, I want to find me a sugar daddy and I want to sit on my ass and I want to raise babies and you can knock me up as much as you want. That's good with me. I'm cool. But less and less women are doing that. And come on, let's be honest with you. So with that being said, if you overturn RV Wade and say, look, you got to stop aborting these kids. You're increasing the world's population, or at least the country's population. Um, This is too far-fetched, a little ridiculous, or maybe a little something there. Yeah, I don't know if I buy into that, because the the world's population isn't decreasing. Maybe the birth rate is, but it's supposed to increase by 2 billion people in the next, like, 20 years. So that doesn't really make sense to me. And also that... um, I think if the people were in that high of positions and thought that could pull off this plan would also think of the fact that they're, if they're forcing people that are um, unprepared, unqualified or underfunded to have children, they're not going to benefit society as a whole like in generally, you know, if they, you know, they can't survive or whatever, that's, that's not going to be good for the society. So I think if they were that smart where they could pull off this plan, they would also think of that, that, you know, if you're forcing people to have kids that they're maybe not going to be putting in the effort, um, in the long run. I spent a lot of time on that conspiracy theory and you just, I mean, like you didn't even give it an ounce of credibility. I thought it was pretty damn good. Brandon, give me a little something, right? Uh, I mean, I could see if they like federally banned it, but I guess all the states would have to ban it in order for that to make more sense. Unless some states are on board and they're like, yeah, we do want more people over here in Mississippi. Well, they, they, well, I guess it's not going to be uh, a a national ban. I mean, that's what they're, that's what the argument will be. It's very much like the, the marijuana stuff, right? Nationally, marijuana is illegal, but 
they leave it up to states like Colorado, California, so on and so forth. Now Georgia, for the medicinal purposes, Florida the same way. You know, so it's very much, I, I think it's going to go the same route as what they did with marijuana. They're going to do with abortions. Me personally, that's what I think. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. That's why I was like, hey, people, get back in your houses. Stop fucking rioting. Stop throwing things at news channels. And I understand you're upset, but just wait and see what happens first. We have a tendency to overreact. Um, it, 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 it might not be as bad as you think it is. I know the idea is horrible, and I'm not going to disagree with you. The idea of taking that away from a woman is horrendous that, that we would even consider it, right? But it happens all the time with people. You know, again, what is the definition of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? What is the definition of our uh, enumerated rights, which means rights that are not listed in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights? You know, so, like, what are those? What do we really have? Do we really honestly have freedom of speech? I mean, that's one probably the biggest argument that, and probably the most cases that have been litigated in, in our in our country is freedom of speech. You know, you, what is freedom of speech? You, why can't uh, Donald Trump go on Twitter and fucking spew whatever he wants to spew? You know, well, Twitter is a private company. So they say, no. Okay. Well then what is freedom of speech? Where, where does it start? Where does it end? And, and you know, it's all again, subjective. Well, it's prosecution by the government. Freedom of speech only deals with the government keeping you from saying something. It's it's not private companies. That's that's what I'm saying is, and I've always said that the when it gets to a private company is that you know that's their their laws and their rules. But where does the federal government? I mean, you'd think the federal government is the long arm of the law. What they say goes. So if I, as a person, have freedom of speech, that's my inalienable right. I can go and say whatever I want, then how can these businesses, uh, even though they're private businesses, stop me from saying that? What people don't realize is there's responsibility with freedom of speech. You know, don't be a dick. That's what should be in the Constitution. You have the freedom of speech, but just don't be an asshole <laughs> and stop spewing <laughs> bullshit. Right. You know, so that and that and that, that's the struggle that we all have is that we'll brainwash ourselves to think what we're saying is correct and that our freedom of speech, it's my stuff, it's your shit. Your stuff is my shit. You know, it's just the same thing. And it's a circle. It's like this maze that we're trapped in and we can't figure it out for whatever reason. And I just want to give us more credit than this. I want to say we're smarter than this. We're better people than this, but we're not. (laughs) It's the fucking saddest thing in the world. And everybody thinks we're crazy. I mean, like us, we think that decisions that are made are crazy. No, everybody thinks that. Very few people are, you know, I mean, even if you voted for Joe Biden, you're going, what the fuck is this guy doing? Falling off bikes and doing stupid shit. You know, like no one's ever happy. <laughs> you can't be happy in this country. And that's the shitty thing is that a week, every week that goes by and the older you get, the more disgruntled you get. Like, when's the last time you woke up to great news in the news? I, I can't remember it. To be honest with you, I can't remember waking up or turning on the news or getting on my phone or something. And going, that's some good fucking shit right there. Thank wow. And an, let me go to the next story. 
That's some really good fucking shit right there. A third story. That's some really good. When is the last time you've done that? You've heard one, two, three stories in a row that you've gone, damn, this is a good week. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> fucking news. Love the news. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, every week we do a good story. So at least once a week. That's us, but I have to find it. And I got to tell you, when I go through to find these three stories, the good one is always the last because it's the toughest to find. That is a <laughs> fucking true statement, Nate. I swear to God. It's funny you say that. It's always the last one after I scour my sources. I'm like, I got to find I, I Like even the one that we used here, the bodybuilder. That's stretching, to be honest with you. I mean, it re- well, that was bad. I'm sorry, the good. The gun safety measure. Yeah, well, it just it was kind of a thing I had to bring it up. It wasn't like grandma uh, takes pill to get 10 more years of life or something like that, you know. That's a good story. Yeah. Well, it, and it, that's all kind of subjective also because I mean, if you really want to look at it, this story is good for certain people. Right. Certain people woke up and said best news in the last 50 years, you know. So, yeah, it all kind of depends on who you are, I guess. That's why I did not put it under bad. I put it under ugly. Yeah, because it doesn't matter what side you are on. You can't disagree that the outcome is ugly. There's no yes. way, even if you are uh, pro overturning RV Wade, when you see the news and you see all these people out in the streets acting like fools and some getting injured. And like we the, another thing we don't take into consideration in this country is how we look. And, and you could say easily, oh, I don't care how we look. I don't care how other people view us, which I think is very narrow-minded. Um, I remember almost getting in a fight with a guy I did not know who was very, very right. And I wasn't even that much into politics, to be honest with you. And uh, he asked me, this was Obama's first run, right? And he asked me what I thought of the uh, um, the debate. There was like the first debate or something. And I said, well, I, I think Obama had some good points about how the, the world views us. I think Bush kind of fucked that up for us. And this dude almost lost it. It was in a bar. And he was, I met him through a friend of mine, you know, very large guy. And the guy starts flipping out on me. And I go, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You asked me a question. I just answered your question. I guess I answered it wrong for him, you know? So like, it was a big to do the bouncers. And I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a thing. Um, so it, it, the, you have to look at and, and say, we don't have to live and die by how other people's how other people view us, but we do have to, you know, like say, aren't you embarrassed a little bit because of this decision? Look at these fools. I mean, nobody's going to go, these are the people that aren't you. Like if you're in Australia, you're not going to go, these are the people that aren't you. They're going to say those fucking crazy Americans. That's you. <laughs> like it or not, you're that fucking crazy American. Whether you're out there firebombing cop cars or or yanking up statues or whatever the case may be, you're still a part of that because you're an American in the eyes of the world. Get out of our bubble and just view it that way. That's like with the gun stuff. And I keep saying that as a responsible firearm owner, I want some gun measures put in place. I'm glad that that was passed because those crazy fucks like that kid in Texas or Sandy Hook or down in South Florida, you name it, pick your poison. They make us look 
like we're villains, like we're crazy, like we're idiots. Uh, And I don't want that for responsible gun owners. Uh, I want gun owners to be able to carry uh, out in public. I'm not a huge fan of that. This is just for shock value, I guess. But to carry out in public and people not to think that you're going to shoot up the place. That would be nice, right? Just like, oh, this guy's got a gun. That's it, you know. But as soon as yeah. you see, as soon as you see a gun, you think Texas, Sandy Hook, and you think of all these things. Yeah, I mean, though that is how the world views us. They they're either laughing at us or disgusted with us. I mean, just the last couple decades, you know, we've elected a game show host basically, and then we elected an eighty year old man almost, and then you know the the shootings that happen every day, and then the pushback on COVID and everything. The rest of the world's looking at us like. What are these people doing and going down the toilet while, while we all scream best country in the world like let's do something about it. let's fix these things instead of just you know sitting on our hands and everybody else is kind of laughing at us i still think this is the best country in the world i know it's i'm not, not going to get away from that <laughs> with all the other countries you've lived in well you still you gotta what well, doesn't you don't have to live in other countries but, to be proud but, of where you live jesus christ no but you can't but saying something is the best with no other experience is kind of ridiculous that that is another reason why people from other countries laugh at us because people that say that they're the best country in the world who have never visited another country it's kind of silly when you think about it do you have the best dad in the world well that's an opinion thing okay well that's an uh, it's so different that's my opinion well, no, but, no, I mean possibly, but like saying you have the best country in the world is a statistical thing. You can you can back up facts with it. Okay, well, same with if you have the best dad in the world. I hope you've got some st- statistics to back that up. Please, I'd like to hear them now. Well, no, uh, there wouldn't be because I said that's an opinion. The other one is a fact. Oh well, well, I'm saying it's my opinion. Uh, my opinion is I live in the best country in the world. That's what you're saying, yeah. but a majority. No, you're, you're comparing like apples to oranges. You can't say that with a dad because you couldn't ever possibly have another dad. I guess unless you're saying a stepdad, but with uh, countries like you, you have to live in another country to say one is better than the other. Do you think somebody that lives in the UK, uh, let's say right there in London, that uh, has never left there is going to say that they live in the best country in the world? I mean, do you think that's said at least once? In, in the- I'm not I'm not doubting that said, but that's incorrect. Well, I don't. I think that that guy would have an argument to, to be made that he loves and he's proud. So you're missing the you, point of people being proud of where they live. Yeah, but you're missing the point where you're saying two different statements. Being proud of where you live and saying something is the best are two separate things. Look, I'm the king of mind fucks. You're not going to mind fuck me on the dad country. I'm not mind fucking you. I'm just telling you you're ex- wrong. <laughs> I, that's your problem. Is you you preach Nate that everybody should be open minded, but you're one of the most narrow minded guys I know. If somebody doesn't agree with whatever it is that you think, they're wrong. You don't even bother to see it from other points. Just because you moved to Mexico doesn't mean you're the god of all countries and what is right and what is wrong. You can be proud of where you live and say, I, I agreed. I, I never disagreed with that. I, 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 I'd say I have the best house in the world, too. I'd say I live in the best city in the world. I love Roswell. But you know what? If I moved to Orlando, back to Orlando, I'd probably say the exact same thing. Say, yeah, but I'm I'm telling you what other people will view, and they would view you as silly saying that because you can say that all you want. I'm just saying you'd be wrong. I guarantee that in this country, if you say you live in the best country in the world, the majority of people are not going to find me silly. I'm sure after this conversation, but the, I, I guarantee you, if me. you say that across the planet, 
a, a good amount of people are going to say that you are silly because you Absolutely. have not experienced. I'm not saying you saying that is wrong. I'm just saying that that would be wrong. And and they should say that. Like if I if I were to travel to uh, Australia and I'd say it's a nice place here, but I live in the best country in the world. I would think that I'd get my ass kicked, you know, because they, they take pride in where they, I want you to take pride in where you live. You should say wherever it is that you live is the best place in the world. That's not true because you should say, I am proud of where I live, but we have this like obsession with being first and best and you know, number one. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. You can be proud of where you are. I, I'm proud of the United States and being from there, but I know that there's issues there. I'm not going to say it's – it may be the best, but I'm just saying I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I'm proud of where I'm from because you don't want to buy into that, like, nationalism where you don't even – you just put blinders on with all the issues. Because there's other countries, too. Like, somebody that lives in the U.K. might have been to a bunch of different countries in Europe. And they might be proud of the UK, but they might say, yeah, I might, maybe I want to live in Sweden. I think they're pretty awesome. I think they're better than where I live. Well, th- if, you're, well <laughs> if you're born someplace, that's your home, right? And I mean, right. unless something tragic, like m- maybe people in Ukraine right now that just had their shopping centers blown up and they just lost a loved one might be saying, I don't live in the best place in the world. You've got every, every right to say that. And you want to get out and you move to Poland and you go, you know what? Poland is the best country in the world. I love Poland because my shopping malls are not on fire. It's just a matter of, it's a figure of speech going back to when you said people like, especially Americans, and it's not just Americans, it's people around the world. They always want to consider themselves number one. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, no, that's not normal. Like the, the U.S. is one of the few countries that actually do that. If you look across the board, most people aren't screaming that their country is not. They're just proud of their country. They hold their flag up and they'll shake it. But they're not saying we're the best ever. Everybody else fucking sucks. They, well, they didn't win two world wars. God dang it. God damn it. There, <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with having that attitude. I, I Actually, I think there, there it's, is. There yeah, is well, actually. actually, there. actually I, I disagree with that. I mean, fine. Each into their own. But that's the problem is people are OK with. Hey, you know, fifth place, sixth place, that's cool, man. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm number one. I want to be number one. I want to be the best versus just walking into a situation going, I'll give it a shot. And if it happens, it happens. Whatever, dude. What the fuck is that attitude? No, you're saying, oh, I got sixth place, but give me a trophy and let me tell everybody I'm the best because uh, I want to think I'm the best just because I'm, I got the sixth place. No, I'm you're, you're basically feeding into the everybody gets a trophy thing because we're not number one in a lot of things, but we'll sit there and scream that we're number one. So it, it's kind of everybody gets a trophy type of mentality. Okay, so can we brag about, in your opinion and your mindset, can you brag about the things we are number one at? Or yeah, if you, I mean, okay. if you have them, but that's that's my issue with it is like we spent so much time bra- and just like you always say, once you're on top, you can't get stagnant. You got to keep trying to be on top. My issue or my my feeling is that once we got on top, we just sat there and screamed about us being on top, and we're not on top anymore. We're we're not number one in education or you know development or, or social um, programs or anything like that. We're just we're we're just screaming about it instead of trying to continue to be those things and there and there and there's a there, there's a problem in the middle of wanting to be the best saying that you're the best and not trying to get to the point of being the best um the, there are three different things all under one umbrella in my opinion so there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best but in order to be the best you have to acknowledge the things that you're not the best at 
and you have to have common sense and a clear, cool head to get to be the best at doing that thing. So if you go back to when, you know, the uprising of this country, which people would say, you know, space program out of World War II, uh, going into Vietnam, coming out of Vietnam and the tech boom in the 80s and that kind of stuff. You know, as the United States, we saw this new almost industrial revolution and money was flowing, right? Especially during the 90s. We had a surplus with money everywhere. It was great. We were very proud of where we lived. We're missing that. You know, you don't, we don't have to be number one in everything. We just have to acknowledge what we're not number one in and how to get there. But be proud of it. But be proud of where you're at. But don't let it blur. I think what Nate is trying to say uh, is the, 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 the old we're number one, we're the best blurs our vision of what we're not number one at. And when, when you don't realize your weaknesses, then you're going to get beat. You're going to get beat up. And I think for years, we have not recognized our weaknesses with education, with gun safety. Uh, you fucking name it. I mean, there's a, there's a laundry list of things we just refuse to recognize because we just feel like it's going to work itself out. We have to remember we are number one. We're the bet. We, we, we're Americans. But we got problems, and we got to figure it out. If we want to be the best, you have to acknowledge those problems, work together as Americans, not two different parties, and figure it out. You want the world to be jealous of what you have. It was a whole fucking terrorist thing, right? They fucking hated the West. Why? Because we had strip clubs and beer. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's more to it than I know, but I'm joking. But, but yeah, what did yeah. they do before they went and drove fucking planes into our towers? They went to strip clubs and got drunk. You know, in Florida. So it's like people are so jealous of the freedoms and the good shit that we have. Let them be jealous of our education. Let them be jealous of how we keep our kids safe. Let them be jealous of how we grant every single American man, woman, and child their constitutional rights. Let them be jealous of that, right? That's what I think you're trying to say. Yeah, that's what I was saying is we got to work on the issues that we're having or the problems that we're having issues with so we can be the best. Yeah, exactly. But there's nothing wrong with saying you're you're taking it literally. This is more metaphorically when you say I'm the best. Like I wake up before I go to bed every night. I visualize Uh, I've been doing this everything uh, ever since I was taught how to visualize my freshman year in, in college. One of my football coaches said before. You go to bed, visualize what you're going to do the next day. Before we have our game on Saturday, when you go to bed Friday night, visualize what you're going to do. You've watched tape. You've, you know the game plan, what you worked on, you know, uh, the, the block, the, the push down, you know, when the tackle blocks down on the, on, on the defensive tackle, the offensive, you, you push him down, you get off his hip, you know, all those things. You're visualizing well, I still do it, you know, 20 million years later, I visualize and I go to bed and I say, I'm the best. I'm the best at what I do tomorrow. My game plan, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to kill it. it. Whether it's meaning something as simple as what my life is now and talking to a new possible sponsor for this podcast, I'm going to have a great conversation and I'm going to get that sponsor and they're going to do very well by trusting me with their brand. I visualize that, but I say I'm the best. Uh, this podcast is the best at what it does. Do we have the numbers to prove it? Fuck no. Um, would people disagree? Absolutely. 
you know, but I think we're the best. And if I didn't think we're the best, we all would have a problem. If I didn't think this product was great, then we'd have a problem. You know, I mean, we wouldn't be working right now. We wouldn't have the people that we do have. We wouldn't have whatever the future holds. You know, you have to have the mentality of that. You're the best. If you don't, you will fail and accept mediocrity or even losing. Yeah, to an extent, but you also have to accept that there are things that you are not, that, like we were saying, that you're not the best at and not hold it to, there's no other, you know, this is the only answer, there's no other answer. Because, I mean, you'll see the people that really buy into that and they're like, you know, this is the best country in the world. If you don't like it, get, get the fuck out, go back to your country. Well, that's not really what our country is founded on, so that, that's not a good mentality to have. I hate that shit. Billy Joe of Green Day fucking did that at a concert and... He was like, you know, obviously very upset about the the reversal of RV Way. I don't want this to come across that I support the the the, the reversal decision. I don't, um, but I'm just trying to kind of understand it and break it down. And as I normally do, look at it from two different sides. But um, that, like, I, I hate when people say that. You know, it's like, you know, I'm leaving this because you never do it, and 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 it's just it's a shock value. The news picks it up. It's just, I think it makes you look kind of silly. And I like Green Day. You know, so I was like, come on, dude, what are you doing? You know, because then when you see the back and forth argument, what, you know what I really hate? I hate that. I hate when I read cliche comments, like when somebody has the cliche comment and they think it's brand new, you know, drove me nuts during the pandemic, the pandemic. Oh my God. Fucking retire the word, okay? I get it. You don't like it. You thought the whole thing was staged, just like the moon landing. All right, I understand. Stop using the fucking Facebook cliche words, right? So the same with the Billy the uh, the Billy Joe thing is like, you know, well, get fuck you, then leave it. You know, as much as I hated it, I hated the comments even more. Like, just ignore him. He's not going to do it. He's being silly. He's just mad. He's just talking shit. I'm sure he probably has a house in London. He's probably just going to stay there eight months out of the year. You know, he's still going to tour America. He's still going to collect his checks, checks and all that good stuff. It's just, it's just lip service. Right. But fucking have some, have some couth about you. Have some pride in, in, in your, your digital footprint. You know, stop saying shit that, that everybody says. Cause it's like, it's just a laundry list of, don't fucking love it. Leave it. All right, dude. We get you. Don't have to even be here right now. It's fine. We we understand. I I agree with you, but you just don't post it. You know. I guess in my world, nobody can win. That's just my <laughs> people listen right now. Go, Bailey. Then what the fuck do you want us to do? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no Who knows? Idea. I have no idea. Um, all right. So that's that. We got uh, gun safety measures signed. That's good. We got bodybuilders uh, who scam in the system. That's foiled. That's uh, that's bad for them. Um, and then OV weight overturned. That's ugly for everybody, in my opinion. That's why I put it under the ugly category. Thought that's a good place for it. All right, uh, podcastbs.com. So I'm hoping next week or the week after. Um, I'll have details on podcast and pours too. So, uh, everything is good to go. Everything has been confirmed. A uh, couple little hiccups that we'll have to deal with along the way. But other than that, I just want everybody to get ready for a fucking huge party. 
And as I posted on my social media the other day, uh, afterwards, you, there, you might hear people go, a podcast did that? So it's just, we're, we, we are doing things that no other podcast is doing. It, that's a fact. That, that is a fact. And that is coming from people that run podcast networks that I'm friends with and I talk to. And they're like, dude, podcasts aren't putting out new content seven days a week. Uh, what you're doing is, is pretty remarkable. Podcasts aren't doing the events that you're doing and get especially the one that you're getting ready to do with what you've put together. Podcasts just aren't doing that. I said, I know, I know. That's the whole point of this. Uh, we've got great support with a great audience, and I've got a great team. And that's what it's all about. So anyway, all right, Nate, you got anything before we get out? If you're going to become a bodybuilder, don't do it on social media. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Brandon. Uh, BT for CG. BT for CG. Brandon Thrasher for Congress? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> I said, okay. All right, look, uh, thanks for listening. Have yourself a great, safe rest of day. No, 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 bye, bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.